but we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 26. And the passage may not make sense at first today. Or it will since we're taking communion. 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 26. For I received from the Lord what I also handed on to you. That the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took a loaf of bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body that is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant, my blood. Do this as often as you drink it. In remembrance of me, for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. This is the word of of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So, all of us probably have celebrities who we love. Actors, actresses who, if they're in a movie, we're going to go see it. Or a TV show, we're going to watch it. Or if it's a music artist, we have everything that they've ever made. Probably some of us would really like to meet them in person. I mean, some people have done some crazy things to meet celebrities that they look up to. Like you hear stories about... uh, Like, people on eBay will buy a napkin or a Kleenex that a celebrity, like, used to blow their nose for, like, hundreds of dollars. Seriously, just to get the experience of owning this this Kleenex or napkin that someone used, or they're pretty sure that they used, or hope that they used. It's weird, People do some weird things to meet these people that they look up to just to have this this experience. Or people will pay lots of extra money for tickets to go backstage and hope that maybe they become best friends with, you know, that music artist. I'm not counting ants. But people do some strange things just to get close to someone. One of my friends in youth ministry, years ago we were in Nashville, and he was like, he was like, guys, guess what? I was in a music video for one of my favorite artists. He was like, all I had to do was get to this place at like 4 a.m. And I was, well, he was like, well, I got there earlier. And there were all these people, but they picked me. He was like, I was one of like 50 of the people picked. And this guy, he's super hipster, beard. He was, at that point, rocking the man bun with his long hair, big red-rimmed glasses, flannel. I'm thinking he's going to say, like, you two, or I, I don't know. I was just waiting. And he, and he finally said, I was in Dolly Parton's new music video. And he was so excited. He was like, I just had to get there super early. And, he, and he's there around the one minute, 20 second mark in her uh, Together You and I video. Where it's all these people holding hands. 
we do some strange things sometimes. And he talked about why he did it. He was like, I mean, I got to actually, he was like, sort of meet her. She walked along and waved and smiled at people and said, thanks for coming. He was like, she was really nice. And I got this experience. He was like, I'm always going to have this music video that I can pass down to my kids of this was me. I got to meet her briefly at a distance. We do some strange things sometimes. Or on another level, think about the things that we do for the people that we love. I mean, how, how many of you are morning people? I'm probably more morning than I am night. How many of you are night birds? Like, eat night owls. That's the saying. Like, so have you ever, okay, so if you're a night owl, how many of you have gone up early to do something for someone that you love? Or if you're a morning person, how many of you have stayed up past your usual bedtime to just have time with someone that you love? Or how many of us have done something that we never thought we would have, like skydiving or just trying some crazy food like caviar, escargot, just because someone we love asked us to? How many of us have saved up money for something and then just because someone we love needed it, we gave it away because we just wanted to do something for them. We, we go this extra mile for people we love. We, we're intentional about making time and giving things to the people we love. Because it does something to us. That time with them or just doing something for them, it, it, it does something to our hearts. It, it does something to us when we have these experiences with people we love. When we give these gifts of sometimes just our presence. It's crazy what we will do. Just to have an experience, just a little time. Today, we're talking about the Wesleyan means of grace, which are these things that we do that we initiate as Christians to experience God. These things that we choose to do so that we can encounter his love, encounter his presence, encounter his grace. To encounter and, and rest in God's grace that that seeks us out every day of our lives, God's grace that 
that reminds us that we are forgiven, that we are, that we are God's own, God's grace, that as we spend more and more time with him, God's grace that, that transforms us and changes us with every experience. With every experience that we choose to have with him. So partly I started with Dolly Parton and all these celebrities and our loved ones because we choose to spend time or to invest in these experiences with the people we love or to be close to a celebrity. I don't think that's really us. But the people we love. We invest in time with the people we love. We create these experiences to make them feel special and for them to know that they're loved. God has these ways for us to experience his love for us. So let's talk about those ways that, that we can, can choose to experience that, that love and to experience that time with God. And really, Kate's Children's Moment talked a lot about these different ways. You know, there's reading the Bible, which we talk a lot about the Bible being this, this guide for life, and it is. But I want us to also think about the Bible being family history for us. Because as Christians, this is our family. This is part of our history. And to think about reading scripture as family history. Because I don't know about you, but when I think about family history, I remember really random stories of my family. I remember my grandfather, who was one of seven boys, and none of them liked this one specific teacher. So one day the teacher goes home and all of the boys had lifted all of the furniture off his front porch and put it on his roof. I don't know why I remember the story. I just do. I also remember that this grandmother didn't talk to her sister for like 20 years because her sister said that she didn't like the sweater or something like that once. We remember these random pieces of information. We remember these little tidbits of information about all these people across the generations who we may have never met because they helped make us who we are. But so did Ruth and Naomi and Samuel and David and Paul and Mary. They've gone before us and they helped Make us who we are as Christians. When we read the word of God, we are reading family history. We are reading about the people who have helped pass down the faith to us. When we sit with that, when we read scripture as family history, it, for me, it's helped challenge me to remember this, these stories, as much as my blood family stories. And it brings it a little closer to home. For me, it helps bring God a little closer. 
so we can experience God's grace and God's presence with us as we read his word. As we pray. And sometimes it's about us when we get to a certain point in life and and feel so full of so many things to say, just sitting there and and just pouring out everything we have to God. And and acknowledging the fact that God cares about every little thing on our hearts and resting in that beauty. And sometimes it's about just sitting there in silence and knowing that God is there and feeling his closeness. Like the head chaplain at the hospital looked at me this past week when we were working a death together, and he said, Working here will probably change the way you pray. I looked at him and said, right now I've lost all words. All I can know is to to just sit before him and know that God is here with each and every person in this room. that's a beautiful and a powerful thing to realize that that God knows the concerns of each and every person here whether or not we voice them even to ourselves and to realize that God just is there with us and is there holding us So we can experience God's presence and God's grace and love through the reading of scripture, through prayer, whether it's words or just sitting there before him. We can experience God through worship together. Through singing praise through conversations, through hugs. Think about, especially growing up in church, think about how many times we have found ourselves saying or hearing people say, I don't know what I would have done without my church. I don't know what I would have done without the people who brought meals, who gave me hugs, who prayed for me, who wrote me letters. I don't know what I would have done without my church family. We can sometimes underestimate the power of who we are for each other. That we help each other remember in our darkest and hardest moments that God is with us. When we choose to be the body of Christ, when we choose to wrap each other in a hug or to give each other food, to just pray for one another, we are reminders that God is there. We have scripture, which is our family history. We have, we have prayer. We have each other to really invest in each other, to invest in knowing each other 
and being there for each other. And we have communion. I told y'all before I read the scripture, we'd eventually get there. We have communion, this, this tangible reminder. As we gather together as a family of God's grace that is there for us to touch and to taste and to smell. I encourage you, like before you eat the bread, smell it today. Feel it in your hand. Really look at it and remember Remember that we get to experience it. We don't just take communion because we're supposed to. We come to experience it. We come to remember, as today we, we break bread, that we ourselves are broken. Broken sometimes it feels in so many pieces. But when we take communion together, we remember that God saw our brokenness and came to us. Took on flesh for us to touch and to know the closeness and the reality of God. For us to know in the breaking of the bread, each and every time we take communion, how Jesus said, this is my body that I will break so that you can know healing and wholeness, so that you can know forgiveness. This bread isn't something that we just rush through. something we get to experience and to remember the closeness and the goodness of God. And we remember in the sharing of the cup how Jesus said, this is my blood, my love that I will pour out so that you may be marked as God's own. so that you may know that you are beloved. So when we drink the cup or dip our bread in the cup, we remember that, that we have been marked. That we may not always see it when we look in the mirror, we may not always feel it, but we have been marked as God's own. These means of grace, scripture and prayer and, and community and worship and, and communion, they're ours to choose to experience. To not just walk through the motions, but to experience 
to choose to make the time for. To choose to not just let it be something we do, but something where when we take part, that God is there and present with us. And that in these acts, either alone or together, that we get to experience God's love and grace in a way that helps save us and assure us and change us each and every time. It's ours for the choice to experience them. So will we choose? Will we choose to experience these means of grace? Let us pray. God, we come before you acknowledging that we have not always loved you with our whole heart. We have not always loved our neighbor as ourselves. We have not always heard the cry of the needy. And we ask, O oh Lord, that you forgive us and free us for joyful obedience so that each and every time that we partake in, in communion and the reading of your holy word and in prayer with you and in community with one another and in worship, that, that we know that you are there with us and that we allow them to change us and to be real and tangible reminders of your grace and your love for us. Lord, help us not to rush, but help us to sit there and to know of your truth. As we ask, O oh Lord, that you pour out your spirit upon us gathered here and upon these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ so that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. Make us one in ministry with you and with one another until Christ returns and we all feast at his heavenly banquet. All honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. I invite you to take and eat. You can, take, you can eat more than one bite. Eat as much as you need. Drink as much as you need. But to sit and experience what it means to have this tangible reminder of God's love 